And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the Trackstar Sports MMA main card with your man, The Voice. As always, let's start off with some headlines and hot takes. And the first headline and or hot take that I'm giving is going to be a bit of an editorial. Cheerdog reported, and then I shared, I did not cite Cheerdog, so that's my fault, but I'm citing them now, because they said that in the making of the fight between El Kakui, Tony Ferguson, and the Eagle, Khabib Nurmagomedov, that Connor had been stripped of his title, and that both of these combatants will be fighting for the undisputed lightweight title. Connor has not been stripped as of yet. I foresee that happening, especially based on everything that Dana has been saying. That more than likely will be happening, but that has not been made official as of yet. Also, I said that Uriah Hall passed out while attempting to make weight at the UFC St. Louis card, and I was mistaken. As far as that was concerned, those are the reports that were out at the time. Uh, salute to Ariel Helwani, who got the inside scoop. And what happened is that Hall actually made weight. And he was on his way to the scales when he passed out. Now, he has since come out and given his own statement of things. Uh, the man was in the hospital and did not regain consciousness until... After the fights started, I want to say it wasn't until maybe later that evening. The fights may have even been over before he regained consciousness. He stated that he had a seizure and a mini heart attack. And all of this was due to a previous injury, not due to partying in L.A. nightclubs, as stated by Dana White in his post-fight scrum. Now... He lost out on fighting and lost out on helping to raise his profile. But someone whose profile has been lifted has just lost a little bit of steam. And that will be Miss Cynthia Calvillo. Yes, she lost to Carla Esparza. It was a split decision. It was a tight fight. However, she now may lose some time due to a USADA violation for marijuana. Jay Reddick of the Orlando Sentinel reported that Jeremy Stevens is getting a real quick turnaround. Just got done knocking out Duho Choi here in St. Louis and now he's inked a deal to headline UFC Orlando versus Josh Emmett out of Team Alpha Male. Now if you want to know more about UFC 220 as well as my experiences for UFC uh, SDL, or I should say UFC Fight Night 124, uh, but we nicknamed UFC the SDL. I encourage you to go listen to the episode of In the Field that was just produced by my man Conrad. He loves DC, wanted to talk about it, so I collaborated with him on an In the Field episode. 
Uh, in that, I also talk about just a number of, of different things as far as recent fights are concerned. One thing that struck me most about the fight here in St. Louis was the access that I had to the fighters uh, because it was here in town and the humanity that goes along with it. Jeremy Stevens rolled up pant leg. Tim Elliott still dealing with the loss of Robert Fallis. James Krause having to go to the bar multiple times that night to get uh, napkins for his leaking eye that got black from the fight. Zach Cummings really being passionate about wanting to fight. I have seen fighters before, but very rarely do I get access to them after the fights. And the humanity of things is what really struck me. Because of the humanity that I experienced, I want to go a little deeper into things with my coverage. And each week, I will be producing a segment. And Trackstar's Fight fans, I'm giving you the opportunity to name it. I'm thinking about either heartbeat because we're dealing with the the heartbeat and the the essence of the man or blood, sweat, and tears because that's what they put into everything and it shows each aspect of that, the blood that they shed, the sweat that they produce by putting in the hard work and the tears that go along with the pain and the heartache and all of the things that you don't see or you don't think about when the bright lights are on and they lock the cage door. So please, call in and let me know. Should we go with heartbeat or blood, sweat, and tears? You can do this a number of ways. You can call in to our station on anchor.fm and vote that way. Let your voice literally be heard. You can follow us on Twitter at Trackstar Sport, Instagram, Trackstar Sports, uh, Trackstar Sports Facebook page, join the Debate Fuel Facebook group. You can do any and all of those things and then just shout out the name that you choose, whether that be Heartbeat or Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Can't wait to hear from you. Though this segment does not officially have a name yet, I do have a story to tell. And it's about the predator, Francis Ngannou. He is fighting on Saturday for the UFC Heavyweight Championship. But just four years ago, he was homeless in France. And now he's just one fighter away from being the champion. In 48 hours, he could be the UFC World Heavyweight Champion. Now, he is an immigrant twice. He immigrated to France from his native country of Cameroon and has since come to the U.S. for training as a fighter and has staked his claim at the UFC Performance Institute. He's there all the time, does all of his training there, lives in Vegas now so that he can be closer there and get 
all of the benefits that that specific building has to offer to the UFC fighters. Now, he was interviewed by Ariel Helwani recently, and I was watching the video. And Francis said that he thought he would move up this fast, just not this fast in MMA. He thought that he was going to do so in boxing. That's what he went into the gym to do. But his coach saw him, he saw his potential, and he said, no, man, MMA is the place for you. And he is thriving. The Predator really, really felt the pains of our president's statements last week. Because as I stated, he has seen the benefit the immigration has provided him. And he said that statements like that break the dreams of those who want to immigrate. And it's a shame to America that Trump is bringing with making statements like that. It's like, this is the land of opportunity. America has been known for that pretty much ever since it's existed. And when you get here, you know that as long as you have the work ethic, you can do anything that you want. Francis said he's forever an immigrant. Said that people don't leave their countries because they don't love their countries. No, they do it because they feel as if they have no choice. That in order to move forward in their lives, they have to get out of the situation that they're in. They have to get away from the environment that they're currently in. He said they want to make an opportunity for themselves, for their children, for their families. And we, we don't really pay attention to this, but they're leaving everything behind to start over and most of the time with nothing, nothing but a dream and the drive to succeed. And that really touches my heart because my father immigrated to the U.S. from Nigeria. And he did so like many immigrants do. Through a great deal of adversity and specifically their family saying, I don't think you should go. But he came here because he knew that as far as what he desired to do, the best opportunities were here. So he left his home, left the ability to have rank where he was to come here and make a new life. Now, Francis said that life has been beating him up and he is taking his revenge. He was only four pounds off of the weight that he needed to be the day before weigh-ins. And a win on Saturday would be the sweetest revenge that the Predator could have over life. Outside of knowing Jesus, that is. Bellator is launching on the Paramount Network. What's the Paramount Network? It's the new network that Viacom is rebranding. Formerly Spike, now Paramount. And that launch took place on Thursday, January 18th. Bellator held a press conference on that day from the historic Paramount lot in Los Angeles. John Slusser, who is the Senior Vice President of Spike Sports, 
as he stated that this is just a rebrand of Spike. They're raising the profile of this channel by bringing in premium content. Said that this is the same place that Bellator has always been. It's just going to be bigger and better than it ever has been before. These new premium shows, he believes, will drive new viewers and new fans to Bellator. Bellator also got a bit of a facelift. Now, I don't think that it was intentional in how it went down, but uh, they did get a facelift as far as their commentary team is concerned. As I stated recently that Jimmy Smith and Bellator parted ways in steps uh, Big John McCarthy, and earlier this week, Jay Glazer was added to the fold. So it's totally different than what you saw at the beginning of the year in 2017 when you had Jimmy Smith and Sean Grandy as the announcing team. Now, from what I can see, this is the first live event on the Paramount Network, and it's touting not one, but two main events. You have Douglas Lima versus Rory McDonald for the welterweight belt and the premiere of the heavyweight Grand Prix. Now they said with the premiere of the heavyweight Grand Prix that there should be a different feel and a different atmosphere when that event takes place, which will happen after the Lima McDonald title fight. Said that it should be an event within the event. And Based on all of the work that Spike has been doing to build this heavyweight Grand Prix, has some really good promo packages. They're saying that they want this storyline to carry throughout the year. Because for all of the tentpole events in 2018, they're going to end with this heavyweight Grand Prix event. So it'll take place just the same way or have the same kind of pomp and circumstance that this event will have. Now, as someone who has followed MMA for quite some time now, I'm a bit concerned with how they are stringing things together because MMA tournaments normally don't end with the people that it starts with. Someone gets hurt and the narrative changes. Now, I applaud them for the attempt. And I truly look forward to seeing how everything plays out because after watching this press conference, it makes me even more invested in what they're doing and seeing how this is going to happen, how this is going to be an event within an event and how the changes are going to take place. As he began to talk about the heavyweight Grand Prix, Scott Coker said that this came about very organically. He looked at the roster and there were recognizable heavyweights. Then Rampage returned. And once he started saying, hey, I'm thinking about putting together this Grand Prix, a number of the big name fighters on the Bellator roster said that they wanted the opportunity to participate. So it just all came together like that decided all right well if you guys want to participate and you're willing to 
do the things necessary to compete at heavyweight, let's give it a shot. Now, one thing that should concern everyone is that Rampage said that he hasn't weighed himself in two weeks. Two whole weeks. Now, I'd be terrified if I were Bellator. However, at this press conference, he said that his number one priority was to win the tournament. So much so that he may take a step back from trying to entertain fans in order to win. And this has been the most serious that I've heard Rampage in years. Now, Rampage is Rampage, so he had to be himself. And he did take some shots at Mo and Bader and said that uh, after he gets past Chell, that he's going to be more entertaining unless he has to fight one of those two because they're wrestlers and everyone knows that if you get Rampage into a wrestling match it slows down his ability to throw the bungalows as he so likes to say and that Ariel Helwani loves to quote you know slows him down from doing those things so uh, time will only tell he may not get past Chael Sonnen only time will tell now Scott Coker did mention that the alternate bouts are going to be named soon and very soon. We'll probably see those in a number of the other cards that Bellator will have taking place. And from what I can see, it looks like they're going to be very, very consistent in putting out fights about once every other week. Scott Coker said that after the first round was over, that Bellator would start to look at other venues for the Grand Prix and that locations and venues all across the globe have been pining for and contacting him about holding the fights there. Venues in Russia, the UK, New York City, Los Angeles, I mean all over the place. They want the Grand Prix and that is good news for Bellator. Originally when they made this card, Douglas Lima versus Rory McDonald was the headlining fight. Scott Coker said that this is two of the best welterweights on the planet, duking it out, tangling, coming together to put it down to see who will be the welterweight champion of the world. Now if Douglas Lima wins, Scott may have a point. Especially seeing as Rory is the last person to beat the UFC welterweight champion, Tyron Woodley. Sitting at the press conference, Rory had on one of his terrifying turtlenecks. But his feelings were hurt about how the card was reshuffled and now they are no longer the main event. Fortunately, it didn't hurt him as far as sponsorship was concerned. Uh, Lima didn't care. He was like, look, I'm ready to fight. Doesn't matter to me. Bellator does this with tempos though unless it is a legend involved in the main event then that's not the main event there have been a number of title fights including Michael Chandler in St. Louis that were not the main event because they had a legend in the tempo fight so that's just how Bellator does things when it comes to tempo events.
And uh, John Slusser said that the shuffle came about just within a week's time. They had to sell uh, some seats, and the last time they were at the forum, Shell and Tito did well. And Rampage lives the same. I'm sorry, in LA, so it just makes sense. Now, speaking of Michael Chandler, the face of the franchise and the St. Louis Metro native was doing his due diligence and putting in work as he has for years for Bellator. He's been doing it by doing promos on CMT. He recently moved to Nashville, so it makes a lot of sense for him to be on CMT and speak about all of the things that Bellator has going on and has a Viacom-owned product. It's good cross-promotion for the Paramount Network and for Bellator. One of the things that he said at the press conference was that he's not looking for the belt anymore. He just wants big fights. And that makes sense after his last fight with... um, who knows who the guy's name is? I forget. He's got eight fights, and he really did not win the fight. It was that Chandler hurt his leg and could not continue. But either way it goes, the guy only fights like once every couple years. And he said on the MMA Hour recently that he's not looking to fight him. If he gets in there and fights, it only heightens the name of this no-name guy so he's looking to do what's best for him and he wants big fights he wants challenging fights which is the reason why he's taking on Goiti Yamaguchi because Goiti is a dangerous dangerous fighter who brings a huge challenge to Michael Chandler he said that once this fight is over he's looking at some other things He called out Patricio Pitbull, and they've had beef since he won the title and beat, or well, he didn't win the title, but he defended his title against his brother, Patricky Pitbull, here in St. Louis, knocked him clean out. As soon as he did it, he was on the ring. Uh, Pitbull kind of came up and was talking to him. He was like, yeah, you know, what's what's going on? You know, being just, you know, nice and, and cordial, too the Pitbull brother and he was like I'm gonna fight you next I'm gonna fight you next and Michael Chandler was like dude I will kill you Man, you get out of here bum so he's like I will meet him at a catch weight because Pitbull normally fights at 145 pounds but he also said he wants to move up to 170 pounds to have some meaningful challenging fights there so Michael Chandler is looking to have fights that make sense and that will help with raising his profile and he doesn't feel that he needs the title to do that and in this age of Conor McGregor and money fights there's nothing further than the truth Uh, the title is good it definitely helps but if you are marketable and you find a way to put yourself out there the belt is just a nice shiny trinket In closing news regarding Bellator and the press conference that was held today, Scott Coker said that MVP should be coming back to Bellator around springtime. He said anywhere between March and May. He's looking 
to make a fight for Michael Venom Page. Uh, he's looking at either London or San Jose specifically. He knows that MVP wants to box, and he's been doing some boxing uh, under David Hayes' promotion. But Scott is like, look, he needs to fight MMA, and I need him back in the Bellator cage fighting MMA. And as an MMA fan, I cannot wait. MVP is one of the most dynamic strikers in the game today. And though I love seeing what he's done in the boxing ring, the ability to throw knees, elbows, and kicks along with the punches is a lot more appetizing than just seeing jabs and uppercuts and hooks. Bellator 192 takes place at the Fabulous Forum in Inglewood, California on January 20th, which is this Saturday coming up. The main card starts at 9 Eastern, 8 Central on the newly launched Paramount Network. The Heavyweight Grand Prix opening round bout the event within the event has Chael Sonnen taking on Quentin Rampage Jackson and Jackson is a slight favorite in that fight. The other main event is the welterweight title fight pitting Douglas the Phenom Lima versus Rory the Red King McDonald and the former UFC welterweight title challenger will be fighting for the belt for the second time in his career in a major organization and he is the favorite over Lima. The Voices Marquee matchup for the main card pits Gordy Yamaguchi versus Iron Michael Chandler. Chandler brings it every single time. The Mizzou wrestler has ground skills and his name is an Iron Mike for no reason. Now granted, he doesn't hit as hard as Mike Tyson, but he is real hard for somebody who weighs 155 pounds. And because of that, Vegas has him as the favorite within this fight. Now, another fight to keep your eye on for this Bellator card is Shane Crutchin versus Aaron Pico. Pico is the greatest favorite on this fight card and it's understandably so. He came in with a lot of hype behind him as a Golden Gloves champion, as a world-class wrestler, and he had arguably the knockout of the year last year with his one-hitter quitter beautiful right hook oh my goodness it was crazy uh you can go to bellator and go to their website and or their app and you can see the knockout for yourself absolutely beautiful absolutely phenomenal and all of the fights that bellator has generally soon after they're over they're uploaded there to those different outlets that I just spoke about so you have the opportunity to see those fights the curtain jerker for Bellator 192 
has Henry Corrales versus Georgie Karhanian. And Karhanian is the favorite, the former WSOF champion. And that fight should be taking place at 145 pounds. Now, the Voices Marquee matchup for the prelims, which I just gave you the scoop on how to check out, will pit Ronnie Gracie versus Devin Brock. Both of these fighters are making their debut. And the reason that it is the Voices Marquee matchup is like, why are two debuting fighters the marquee matchup? Well, Crony Gracie is MMA royalty. He comes from the famed Gracie family and is the son of Hoist Gracie, the first UFC champion. So, yeah, I, I gotta see it. I gotta see it. And you need to see it. He said he is coming into MMA to reestablish the Gracie name. He's like, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu is coming back, and the Gracies are coming back to take over what they started being the sport of MMA. With all that being said, again, that's the Voices Marquee matchup. I mean, it's got to be, right? To keep up with all things Trackstar Sports, like the Trackstar Sports Facebook page, join the Debate Fuel Facebook group, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, just search for Trackstar Sports, and you should find us on both of those outlets. Now, as a reminder, for the pay-per-views, your man, The Voice, will be on Instagram giving you fight by fight analysis and commentary on Instagram for the first three fights of the pay-per-view and the last two fights of the pay-per-view I will be going live on Facebook for those so make sure that you are following those outlets so that you can stay up to date with your man the voice and the commentary that I'll be bringing regarding the fights New content gets released every single day, except for Sunday, on anchor.fm forward slash Trackstar Sports. Also, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or on Google Play, as well as on SoundCloud. The Debate Fuel podcast gets released there, and you can watch it on Periscope on Saturday mornings. Until next time, it's your man The Voice, Trackstar Sports, bringing you the MMA main card, and I'm sounding off.